Hey guys, how's it going? Janice with Jesus, your host Gina speaking. I'm actually back on the microphone again. Um, I know that I've been recording podcasts on my phone. I did notice that when I was talking on the microphone, it would sound a lot clearer. Um, obviously, that's why I bought the microphone to do up episodes, you know. I would like to read to you a book called Abide by Warren W. Wiseby. I don't know if that if I said his name right. I got this book from the church that I go to. It was a little gift given to me um, to say thank you for helping out with the children in the Bible study schools, the Sunday schools. So, also, I'm not sure if a friend will be coming on to join us while I'm reading with you guys, but this will probably be a gentle episode. Praying that it goes well. And I just hope you guys relax and enjoy and we can just go through it together. I know that I do jump from books, different types of books and probably don't finish the ones that we have already started. So guys, if you are waiting to hear from other books that I've been talking about, then yeah, I will definitely continue reading them with you or just pull out some bits that the Lord spoke to me about. So um, we can do a prayer. I hope you guys have been doing well. Yeah, and that we'll bring the Lord in here. I mean, the Lord's always with us, and we just want to thank Him for being with us, even when we are feeling lonely, or if the day hasn't gone very well, that we just bring Him in our midst, and that He can speak to us as we read this book. So yeah, maybe we can just we can do a little bit more of these in the future if um, like we are led to, or a topic will come up. Um, and definitely we'll do some devotionals together so maybe like a five or ten minute devotional because I really hope I don't bore you guys I know like sometimes I ramble on for ages and I have to cut down the episode because I know that that you don't want to listen for too long but some of you guys might like to listen for for long times so before I read it I'm going to do a prayer okay Heavenly Father thank you very much for bringing us all together I pray that you look after the listeners and those who have joined us on this episode and um, I thank you for giving us this idea to read with each other and learn from your word and learn from this book and I thank you for the church that has given me this book as a gift and I pray that this episode will be a cozy relaxing session and um, you'll be able to bless us um, and help us guide us through this book and also speak to us in your word in Jesus name Amen Life is your most precious possession. Don't take it for granted. Right now you are either wasting your life, spending your life, or investing your life. It is you who determines which calls to follow. Jesus said, The thief comes only to kill and steal and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The thief, who is he? Ultimately, of course. He is Satan, the enemy of God and of good. But... The thief always has assistance from people and circumstances. One man is robbed of life because of impatience. He always jumps the gun only to find that the gun is aimed at him. Another person is robbed of abundant life because of selfish indulgence. Food, sleep, sex, alcohol, you name it. Yes, there are many thieves that would like to keep us from enjoying Christ's abundant life. Memories of past failures. Fears of the future, a feeling that you're not important and nobody cares. How tragic going through life and really not living. But abundant life can be yours. 
In his message about the vine and the branches, Jesus Christ points out five spiritual secrets that lead to abundant life. Please take these five spiritual secrets to heart they work. In the upper room, Jesus spoke these words to his disciples. By the way, if you'd like to purchase this, I can find a link for you in, in the description. Or just type it in Google and I'll just give you the name of it. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Or every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love is no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends, for everything that I learned from my father I have made known to you. You do not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And, so that whatever you ask in my name, the father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Amen, praise God. And that's John 15, 1-17. Hello guys, right, I'm back. I'm about to bring my friend on the episode. As I was about to call him, my phone died. So I'm going to wait for my phone to charge and give him a call and hopefully we can all read together. Secret 1. The secret of living is fruit bearing. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. You did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. What and who am I? Why am I here? You must answer these questions correctly if life is to have meaning for you. The man who calls a spanner a screwdriver and who tries to use it as a screwdriver is heading for frustration and failure. Not sure what... Okay, anyway. The person who does not know who and what he is will experience the same kind of frustration and failure. It is this identity crisis that has threatened and even destroyed many people in society today. Yes, relatable. The Christian need not have an identity crisis. Jesus tells us who we are and why we are here. We are branches and he is the vine. We are here to bear fruit. Once you accept this simple fact, you are on the way to making your life meaningful and useful. How did you become a branch in Christ, the vine? By trusting him as your saviour and lord, you have by faith a living relationship with Christ. You are not simply a member of a religious group, you are a living branch in the living vine. When you yielded to Christ, a living union was formed between you and the Lord. Just as the branch gets its life from the vine, so the believer gets his life from Jesus Christ. 
If you do not have this living union with Christ, you cannot bear fruit. Fruit is the result of life. You can manufacture religious substitutes, but they will not be fruit. Yeah, seriously, where are we getting our fruit from? Is it rotten or is it clean and fresh and stuff? Isn't there another scripture, you know them by their fruits? One of the reasons God saved you is that you might bear fruit in this world. You are living in a hungry world where people are starving for spiritual reality. The branch does not bear fruit for the branch to eat, but for others to eat. It is one of the great joys of life to share this fruit with others. That is why we are here. Fruit bearing is a beautiful process. First there are the leaves, then the flowers, then the fruit. And that also links to our previous episode that we were talking about the details of God's creation where my friend was talking about the delicate details of flowers and how they bloom and things like that and um, we were talking about like like how things are temporary here but God designed us to like this book is saying to bear fruit and to help people and show them kindness and love and, and he knows all the details of our life you know that's why he knows all the details about that sparrow's life and the flower's life you know he made them he designed them God provides the water from beneath and the sun from above. Day by day the branches develop, day by day the fruit is produced. If you're looking for instant fruitfulness you'll be disappointed. Fruit must be cultivated as we shall see later. The branch must abide in a vine and draw upon his abundant life. So the reason God made you and saved you is that you might bear fruit in this world. You are a branch and he is a vine. He has put you where you are that you might accomplish his special purpose. There is fruit to be produced where you are that nobody else can produce but you. Accept the glory and the responsibility of being one of his branches. Amen, praise God. And this is making sense to me now because I felt a little bit lost and that rhymed. What is this fruit that God wants us to bear? It takes many different forms. Winning others to Christ and help them grow is fruit. In a way it could be called shepherding, yeah, helping each other and loving another in the body, innit? In the body. Paul wrote to his friends at Rome, I planned many times to come to you in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. Romans 1.13 There are many pictures in the Bible of the ministry of witnessing and leading others to Christ. He who wins souls is wise, states Proverbs 11.30 and that word wins calls to mind a hunter taking his prey. Sometimes you must track down a lost soul in order to take him for Christ. Jesus compared evangelism to catching fish. Come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Paul compared the evangelist to an ambassador, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Oh, the other one was, it Mark? 117. And Jesus said the soul when I was a harvester and he also compares us to like sheep as well. So like, you know, gathering in a flock and a herd of sheep runs the, after the one out of the 99 to come save us because he knows that this world's full of craziness and we sometimes get lost in our minds and influences and things. Anyway, Paul compared the evangelist to an ambassador and Jesus said the soul winner was a harvester in John 4.35. All of these pictures are true because the ministry of leading others to Christ has many facets to it it is wrong to focus on only one facet because this will lead to a static mechanical kind of a witness 
There are times when soul winning is that dangerous dramatic experience as we snatch the brands out of the fire. At other times, we calmly and patiently sow the seed and ask God for harvest. Sometimes others work with us. It's like sowing seeds, isn't it? Planting seeds. Sometimes others work with us and we cast them net into the sea and catch many fish. Again, sometimes we have that personal witness to one soul and as faithful ambassadors, share the good news of the gospel. So there's so the gentleman that I was about to bring on to our episode, he is one of the many that I spoke to about Jesus and he came to church and praised God, He's been God's been doing all the other work, you know. Now we obviously want the whole world to know about Jesus but sometimes people are very lost and have their own thoughts and opinions and the thing is when I was in the world I also had like didn't have like my own opinions about God but like I believed but I just needed that more of an understanding and help to know what a relationship with Jesus was like and things like that you know and I didn't realize like when you uncover you know that page and realized a relationship with Jesus is much more than that you know there's so many things to uncover and learn and and it's just everything like the Lord will reveal so many things to you you know it just starts from one thing and then he'll open it's like he takes you up the stairs it's like from one step to another he just reveals so many things sometimes others work with us and we cast a net into the sea and catch many fish again sometimes we have that personal witness to one soul and as faithful ambassadors share the good news of the gospel but in all of these pictures one factor is constant life the hunter, the fisherman, the harvester, the fireman and the ambassador must have life if they are to get their work accomplished. This life can only come from Jesus Christ. As we are united to him and abide in him, his life flows in and through us and we bear fruit. He is the vine and we are the branches. It is not we who do the work, it is he who does it in us and through us. We make ourselves available to him. Like, you know, if you want to work for God, serve God pray to him and he'll help you that's why scripture that says great is he that is in us than he is in the world because when you said the holy spirit will abide in you and you accept jesus into your life the holy spirit will come and live with you and live in you i in him and he in us wouldn't it yeah we make ourselves available to him and he makes his life available to us paul expressed it perfectly in 1 corinthians 15 10 i worked harder than all of them yet not I but the grace of God that was with me it is a great joy and privilege to lead others to Christ this ministry is not the automatic result of memorizing verses or passing courses it is the result of allowing Christ's love to flow through you and bear fruit no branch can bear fruit by itself the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me John 15 4 Another kind of spiritual fruit is practical holiness of life. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness. And the result is eternal life. Romans 6.22 The theme of Romans 6 is victory over sin. And the fruit of this victory is a holy life. Never think of holiness as a brittle kind of piety such as the Pharisees practised. Have you ever noticed that those people who talk all religiously but have like, they're just like mock you as well and think that they know better than you? And you have to be careful with the Pharisees like that, like be online as well. It could be any type of people online that, or outside that will think that they're better, they think that they're better or prideful and that they don't need God's word or they think. 
and sometimes we can be prideful as well sometimes we don't even realize that we are become prideful and that we don't like need jesus when we do like i know for a fact that i need jesus every second because if i at the moment like i don't talk to him or i, I start feeling lonely and stuff and stuff will come into my mind and i know they're all liars so i have to remember like who go back to god and talk to him you have to what i'm saying is that he wants he wants us to remain in him at all times because if we don't it's like a magnet if we detach ourselves from him it's dangerous hey holy spirit you're speaking here like yes if we detach ourselves from christ it's dangerous if we literally are running like led astray again with the world and its influences its ideologies its thoughts um it's corruptive and obviously jesus is like saves us from all of that he was perfect um, and he wants us to be with him in his kingdom you know his kingdom's perfect i re just remembered something and i've forgotten now but um where my friend he says he's got this hat that says no jesus no peace and when we were talking um in the previous episode with his testimony you know we shared that he says life without christ is in crisis and it's true can you see how people live in there in addiction they're in pain you know there's lots of things going on and without jesus like there's probably pride and that they say oh i don't need god i don't need jesus but deep down we all do we all need him we all need him in our lives another kind of spiritual fruit is practical holiness from of life but now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves of god the benefit you reap leads to holiness okay and the result of eternal life the theme of romans 6 is victory over sin and the fruit of this victory is a holy life never think of holiness as a brittle kind of piety such i don't know what piety means shall we look that up because when i see words and i'm reading in god's word or a devotional and i'm like what does that word mean we have our laptop with us as well what's it mean the quality of being religious or reverent a belief which is accepted with unthinking conventional reverence you know let's go down a little uh, word search piety is a devotion to god or to religious practices um nuns who pray all day long are famous for their piety if you have philo piety sounds like pie <laughs> it means you know you get your hands in the pie i said that before i don't know what, what i mean by that though it means you're devoted to your parents. Piety is sometimes used in a disapproving way to mean that the person is only pretending to be devoted or good. The quality or state of being pious, such as fidelity to natural obligations as to parents. Dutiful devotion to God, dutiful devotion to God and observance of religious principles. This, it's not a religion. I don't like it when people put God and religion in the same box. It's like it's cringe because god is not it's not a religion isn't it it's a relationship latin pious dutiful divine conscientious oh i've never said that before oh thanks for helping me say that holy spirit religious faithful to kindred inspired by friendship prompted by natural affections as generally divine today piety means the quality of being religious or reverent piety means faithfulness to something to which one is bound by pledge or duty 
for Christians just means to trust and love for God by following his commandments and faithfully praying to him for mercy and strength. And there you go then. Alright, so I'm just going to pause this guys and hopefully um, get my friend on the episode. If not, we'll continue reading. Thank you for listening so far. And if you are listening, if you have got here so far, please give me a rating on how you think this episode is and how you think these episodes have been for you. Um, and yeah, that will really help me as well, like, to improve. Hello guys, right, I'm back. I'm about to bring my friend on the episode. As I was about to call him, my phone died. So I'm going to wait for my phone to charge and give him a call and hopefully we can all read together. Secret 1. The secret of living is fruit bearing. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit. You did not choose me but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. What and who am I? Why am I here? You must answer these questions correctly if life is to have meaning for you. The man who calls a spanner a screwdriver and who tries to use it as a screwdriver is heading for frustration and failure. Not sure what... Okay, anyway. The person who does not know who and what he is will experience the same kind of frustration and failure. It is this identity crisis that has threatened and even destroyed many people in society today. Yes, relatable. The Christian need not have an identity crisis. Jesus tells us who we are and why we are here. We are branches and he is the vine. We are here to bear fruit. Once you accept this simple fact, you are on the way to making your life meaningful and useful. How did you become a branch in Christ, the vine? By trusting him as your saviour and lord, you have by faith a living relationship with Christ. You are not simply a member of a religious group, you are a living branch in the living vine. When you yielded to Christ, a living union was formed between you and the Lord, just as the branch gets its life from the vine. So the believer gets his life from Jesus Christ. If you do not have this living union with Christ, you cannot bear fruit. Fruit is the result of life. You can manufacture religious substitutes, but they will not be fruit. Yeah, seriously, where are we getting our fruit from? Is it rotten or is it clean and fresh and stuff? Isn't there another scripture, you know them by their fruits? One of the reasons God saved you is that you might bear fruit in this world. You are living in a hungry world where people are starving for spiritual reality. The branch does not bear fruit for the branch to eat, but for others to eat. It is one of the great joys of life to share this fruit with others. That is why we are here. Fruit bearing is a beautiful process. First there are the leaves, then the flowers, then the fruit. And that also links to our previous episode that we were talking about details of God's creation where my friend was talking about the delicate details of flowers and how they bloom and things like that and um, we were talking about like like how things are temporary here but God designed us to like this book is saying to bear fruit and to help people and show them kindness and love and and he knows all the details of our life you know that's why he knows all the details about that sparrow's life and the flower's life you know he made them he designed them god provides the water from beneath and the sun from above day by day the branches develop day by day the fruit is produced if you're looking for instant fruitfulness you'll be disappointed 
fruit must be cultivated as we shall see later. The branch must abide in a vine and draw upon his abundant life. So the reason God made you and saved you is that you might bear fruit in this world. You are a branch and he is the vine. He has put you where you are that you might accomplish his special purpose. There is fruit to be produced where you are that nobody else can produce but you. Accept the glory and the responsibility of being one of his branches. Amen. Praise God. And this is making sense to me now because I felt a little bit lost and that rhymed. What is this fruit that God wants us to bear? It takes many different forms. Winning others to Christ and help them grow is fruit. In a way it could be called shepherding. Yeah, helping each other and loving another in the body. In the body. Paul wrote to his friends at Rome, I planned many times to come to you in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I have had among the other Gentiles. Romans 1.13 There are many pictures in the Bible of the ministry of witnessing and leading others to Christ. He who wins souls is wise, states Proverbs 11.30 And that word wins calls to mind a hunter taking his prey. Sometimes you must track down a lost soul in order to take him for Christ. Jesus compared evangelism to catching fish. Come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Paul compared the evangelist to an ambassador, 2 Corinthians 5.20. Oh, the other one was, is it Mark? 1.17. And Jesus said the soul when I was a harvester. And he also compares us to like sheep as well. So like, you know, gathering in a flock. And a herd of sheep runs the, after the one of the 99 to come save us. Because he knows that this world's full of craziness. And we sometimes get lost in our minds and influences and things. Anyway. Paul compared the evangelist to an ambassador, and Jesus said the soul winner was a harvester. In John 4.35, all of these pictures are true, because the ministry of leading others to Christ has many facets to it. It is wrong to focus on only one facet, because this will lead to a static, mechanical kind of a witness. There are times when soul winning is that dangerous, dramatic experience as we snatch the brands out of the fire. At other times, we calmly and patiently sow the seed and ask God for harvest. Sometimes others work with us. It's like sowing seeds, isn't it? Planting seeds. Sometimes others work with us and we cast the net into the sea and catch many fish. Again, sometimes we have that personal witness to one's soul. And as faithful ambassadors, share the good news of the gospel. So there's so the gentleman that I was about to bring on to our episode. He is one of the many that I spoke to about Jesus and he came to church and praise God he's been God's been doing all the other work, you know. Now we obviously want the whole world to know about Jesus, but sometimes people are very lost and have their own thoughts and opinions. And the thing is when I was in the world I also had like didn't have like my own opinions about God but like I believed but I just needed that more of an understanding and help to know what a relationship with Jesus was like and things like that, you know? And I didn't realise like when you uncover you know that page and realized a relationship with Jesus is much more than that you know there's so many things to uncover and learn and and it's just everything like the Lord will reveal so many things to you you know it just starts from one thing and then he'll open it's like he takes you up the stairs it's like from one step to another he just reveals so many things sometimes others work with us and we cast a net into the sea and catch many fish Again, sometimes we have that personal witness to one soul and as faithful ambassadors share the good news of the gospel. 
but in all of these pictures, one factor is constant, life. The hunter, the fisherman, the hoverstar, the fireman and the ambassador must have life if they are to get their work accomplished. This life can only come from Jesus Christ. As we are united to him and abide in him, his life flows in and through us and we bear fruit. He is the vine and we are the branches. It is not we who do the work, it is he who does it in us and through us. We make ourselves available to him. Like, you know, if you want to work for God, serve God. Pray to him and he'll help you. That's why scripture that says, Great is he that is in us than he is in the world. Because when you the Holy Spirit will abide in you, when you accept Jesus into your life, the Holy Spirit will come and live with you and live in you. I in him and he in us, wouldn't it? Yeah. We make ourselves available to him and he makes his life available to us. Paul expressed it perfectly in 1 Corinthians 15.10. I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. It is a great joy and privilege to lead others to Christ. This ministry is not the automatic result of memorising verses or passing courses. It is the result of allowing Christ's love to flow through you and bear fruit. No branch can bear fruit by itself, the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me, John 15.4. Another kind of spiritual fruit is practical holiness of life. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. Romans 6.22 The theme of Romans 6 is victory over sin, and the fruit of this victory is a holy life. Never think of holiness as a brittle kind of piety such as the Pharisees practised. Have you ever noticed that those people who talk all religiously but have like, they're just like mock you as well and think that they know better than you? And you have to be careful with the Pharisees like that, like could be online as well. It could be any type of people online that or outside that will think that they're better, they think that they're better or prideful and that they don't need God's word or they think. And sometimes we can be prideful as well. Sometimes we don't even realise that we are become prideful and that we don't like need Jesus when we do. Like I know for a fact that I need Jesus every second because if I at the moment like I don't talk to him or I, I start feeling lonely and stuff and stuff will come into my mind and I know they're all liars so I have to remember like who go back to God and talk to him you have to what I'm saying is that he wants he wants us to remain in him at all times because if we don't it's like a magnet if we detach ourselves from him it's dangerous hey Holy Spirit you're speaking here like yes if we detach ourselves from Christ it's dangerous if we literally are running like led astray again with the world and its influences, its ideologies, its thoughts, um, it's corruptive and obviously Jesus is like saves us from all of that, he was perfect um, and he wants us to be with him in his kingdom, you know, his kingdom's perfect. I just remembered something and I've forgotten now but um, where my friend he says he's got this hat that says no Jesus no peace and when we were talking um, in the previous episode with his testimony you know we shared that he says life without Christ is in crisis and it's true can you see how people live in there in addiction they're in 
pain you know there's lots of things going on and without Jesus like there's probably pride and that they say oh I don't need God I don't need Jesus but deep down we all do we all need him we all need him in our lives another kind of spiritual fruit is practical holiness from of life but now that you have been set free from sin have become slaves of God the benefit you reap leads to holiness okay and the result of eternal life the theme of Romans 6 is victory over sin and the fruit of this victory is a holy life never think of holiness as a brittle kind of piety such I don't know what piety means shall we look that up because when I see words and I'm reading in God's word or a devotional and I'm like what does that word mean we have our laptop with us as well what's it mean the quality of being religious or reverent a belief which is accepted with unthinking conventional reverence you know let's go down a little uh, word search piety is a devotion to god or to religious practices um nuns who pray all day long are famous for their piety if you have philo piety sounds like pie <laughs> it means you know you get your hands in the pie i said that before i don't know what, what i mean by that though it means you're devoted to your parents. Piety is sometimes used in a disapproving way to mean that the person is only pretending to be devoted or good. The quality or state of being pious, such as fidelity to natural obligations as to parents, dutiful devotion to God, dutiful devotion to God, and observance of religious principles. It's, it's not a religion. I don't like it when people put God and religion in the same box. It's like it's cringe because god is not it's not a religion isn't it it's a relationship latin pious dutiful divine conscientious Ooh, i've never said that before oh thanks for helping me say that holy spirit religious faithful to kindred inspired by friendship prompted by natural affections as generally divine today piety means the quality of being religious or reverent piety means faithfulness to something to which one is bound by pledge or duty. For Christians, this means to trust and love for God by following his commandments and faithfully praying to him for mercy and strength. Well, there you go then. Alright, so I'm just going to pause this, guys, and hopefully um, get my friend on the episode. If not, we'll continue reading. Thank you for listening so far. And if you are listening, if you have got here so far, please give me a rating on how you think this episode is and how you think these episodes have been for you um and yeah that really helped me as well like to improve you know as well and maybe post more share more things for, uh, about jesus you know anyway maybe we need more genus <laughs> we need we, we need more genus and you know what my friend gave me a nick well it te- it was unintentionally she gave me a nickname um because when she wrote um in this like thank you letter this is why i've got why i've got this book um it was like a thank you for like helping them with the with the sunday school uh, a few other people got this book as well and she wrote she wrote gina but it looked like she spelt it as jingo so it sounds like jango but it's like a jingo so it's like i'm a i'm god's little building block and it's like these occurrences are like building up god's kingdom or bringing him to you know to know you to know people who need god or well, jesus or well, that missing piece in their life is jesus and this is exactly what this book talks about as well 
about that we should remain in him and if we don't remain in him we lose our sense of identity and our worth and things like that and our worth is based in him and he gives us that abundant life and it all ties in with each other you know the roots of it like he says abide in me and i knew remain in me and i knew without me can do nothing but bear much fruit um he basically states us as a tree so like he's the vine and we're his branches and if we branch out to meet other people that will bear fruit on it so bear fruit for his kingdom or other people's lives and just to make the world a bit more happier as well that making connections and um, that's what it's all about i guess yeah i agree with you uh, yeah yeah I mean, we all need each other we couldn't you know we all need each other we can't we're not do life alone can we we're planted here for a reason where what are we doing with our life literally that is what happened in the first page of this book is called abide it says life is your most your most precious possession don't take it for granted right now you are either wasting your life spending your life or investing your life it is you who determines which course to follow jesus said the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy i have come that they may have life and have it to the full and then it says the thief who is he ultimately of course he is satan the enemy of god and of good but the thief always has assistance from people and circumstances one man is robbed of life or maybe the enemy then took her away i don't know it could be or it it might be god that god was protecting maybe a right friend at the wrong time so maybe we both had something special but we didn't want to like lose it so god probably cut it off maybe you know it's because on here it says in his word it says like he cuts off the branches so maybe it didn't what happened is that we probably we needed to cut each other off maybe in the future if but that's the thing is we shouldn't idolize it it oh yeah yeah oh maybe they cut it off for a reason they probably not saw things that we don't see underground yeah the roots yeah maybe how do we know god only knows you know yeah grow how do we know we only grow how do we know we only grow we're like it's plants in his garden literally earlier on so i was walking home from volunteering and i had this little idea in mind and i'm thinking i'm talking to my friends from church more about it but as i was walking home this this lady and her, and her baby got off the bus and for some reason like like that encounter i had with you i just had this feeling just to go up to her and talk to her about this idea um and ask for like her input and like what would what does her children like things to do with children it turns out that it was someone that i knew from school and it was so weird i was like oh i knew you from school do you remember me she's like yes i remember you i've got two children now i've got one on the way i'm like wow you know and i thought well you're more than welcome to stay in touch i think she then said well take my number and then let me know how things go thinking of organizing something and would like to invite you know children to it you know this idea is like a baby you know like god is the father of the baby <laughs> jesus could be like and like the parents of this idea and hopefully it's like a baby sprout you know like 
a little baby idea night and it's like I'm like the mother of it you know <laughs> and I want to look after it you know look after this little idea and hopefully the supporters that I have maybe from you from them from the church from make it grow and plant it and God will maybe Holy Spirit will alter it or get the right people to sort it out and maybe organize something and hopefully it will grow in Jesus name you know we just have to trust him with that little sprout that little seed that God will you know have the sun that the water you know the right place the baby in the womb so hopefully the thief doesn't rob it or snatch it away from God's hands in Jesus name so this is really all of it in ties with each other oh this probably then it might be God ordained them our chat and this book <laughs> you're so in Jesus as in S-O-W so sowing <laughs> do you get it as in like sowing seeds in the S-O-W-I-N-G <laughs> okay, yes <laughs> I'm really impressed by your um, your knowledge and your faith and your uh, just you as one person Oh, well, praise God, you know. Yeah, you know what else I thought about is that we were all his we were all his little idea. And look where we are. We, he's like, he's planted us where we are right now. It could be, it might not seem perfect or whatever. But, and I think in, it was in Ephesians 1 where he knew us before we were born. No, that's uh, in Psalms 139. He knew us. He, we were like his idea so like with the idea i had last night about this a little idea for children we were in his mind before we even were planted in our mother's womb you know we were he thought of us before we were even born like he knew us from the beginning we are his babies you know he cares very much about us and he knows everything about us he probably knows more about us than we even know about ourselves that's the most mind-blowing thing. That's amazing, yes, yes. Yeah, go carry on. I'll just, I'll get the scripture up. Well, yes, I mean, we, we don't know anything. Um, the world is a marvellous place, you know, and I play the piano, and I'm so, such a musical person. Mm. And, and I think it's a beautiful thing. Why is it there? Who made it up? But someone did. Well, exactly, and, and it would be boring, right? Life would be boring without music. There was a few scriptures that came up into my mind. Uh, so it says in Jeremiah 1 to 5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you, I appointed you a prophet of the nations. Psalm 139, 16. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. And there's some more that says, Isaiah 49, 1, Listen to me, O cast lands, and give attention to you people from my father. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. He names my name. Isaiah 49, 5, And now the Lord says, He who forms me from the womb, to be a servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honoured in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. I really love Psalms 139 because it's just so lovely. And when you were talking about like your music and your creativity, Philippians 1.6 came into my mind. I, I had to type it out because I forgot which scripture it was, but it says, I'm convinced and confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus, the time of his return. Yeah, Psalm 139 says, Your eyes saw me when I was formless. All my days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began. So like, 
we were like a baby idea in God's mind before he planted us. It's like every baby has a plan on this earth and a purpose. That's why I don't really agree with like, you know, those rules about abortion and stuff. But I think people have many reasons why that. That could be a whole other topic in another episode. But the thing is, um, I don't want to get into that because I don't want to upset people. But we all have a purpose and a, um, a reason to be here. And that's why it talks about the identity. You know, people's identities and purposes, they feel lost without like a purpose they feel lost in in this world like they have to change their sex to fit in or they'll have to do be influenced by people to fit in you know and it's like our identity in christ is a huge it's huge it's it's a huge important thing you know and that's why we always need to go back to the word and see what he says because his word is living breathing and alive you know we can have a thought and think it might be true but then it's like what does the bible say about that and sometimes we we could say that and not actually go and read it in the word and think that thought that we had is true honestly everything like is connecting like you said yeah so in jesus that i like that you made a pun without realizing and i realized that we should be grateful did you get it yeah <laughs> grateful as in g-r-a-p-e <laughs> grateful <laughs> yeah and fruitful you know so i like i wonder if jesus ate grapes in his time you know not the time of him <laughs> must have. i wonder if it is yeah <laughs> he must have had like fruit yeah because that's why he probably talks about trees and stuff oh yeah because in the in the garden they had apples didn't they they didn't have hamburgers or <laughs> or a fish burger or do you think jesus made like fish curry with his disciples or something yeah all the days were written in your book and planned before a single one of them began and so like we're like god's baby idea you know and we're his babies and he cares about all the children down here and he wants us to look after them and not be led them away you know we're like his little lambs baby sheep i have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete my command is this love each other as i have loved you greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends you are my friends if you do what i command i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business instead i've called you friends for everything that i learned from my father i've made known to you you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Thanks be to God. Amen. Wow, that's in John 15, 1, 17. I'm going to... John, John 15, 1, 17. Jesus said that he chose us to do this. So he chose and picked us out, you know, he chose us. So he's chosen you. Um, we shouldn't doubt that. Like we should be thankful that God has chosen us to work for Him. Because honestly, I don't really want to work for man. Man can let you down. I kind of let myself down sometimes as well. But like that's the thing. <laughs> God doesn't let us down at all. He helps us. On that note, I'm gonna stop this recording because I actually need the toilet, which is so TMI. But <laughs> and then we can re recontinue if you want to. Um, I've done about four, like three different recordings, but um, hopefully this episode's been very fruitful, pun intended. <laughs> It'll be funny if we just like eat with a, listen to this episode while we're eating a bowl of fruit. Do you think Jesus might be enjoying his fruit 
fruit salad right now? You must be. <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> he might be up in heaven listening. Eating a fruit salad with his dad. So, be right back. That was a word, honestly. Oh, I should have recorded it. Yeah, seeing things that, that aren't there, you know. Believing in things that aren't there is faith. We know that God is with us all the time and that we can always go to him when things don't feel right or haven't gone our way or we feel lonely. And do you, do you go to him when you feel things aren't right? Yeah, last night I got upset and I just prayed and I said, God, just help me right now and help me fall asleep. And the thing is, I couldn't sleep because I went to bed at two o'clock because I was kind of obsessed with a game I was playing and my dad had a go at me to go up to bed because you will not get up in the morning you won't go to your volunteering on time and he was kind of right but you know <laughs> he made sense but then I went upstairs and I thought my dad was being a bit um so I was like lord I, I just pray for peace right now and I pray that you help me fall asleep and this game I really want to complete the next level which he actually did earlier couldn't sleep and I was thinking about all this stuff I don't even remember when I, I actually fell asleep but I asked him I remember saying God can you please help me fall asleep and that was it I woke up the next morning I you know faith is things believed which aren't seen you know we believe that he's there we believe that he can he's listening to us we believe that he doesn't leave us nor forsake us we we believe that the scriptures are true you know faith are the things believed that are not seen and i said oh that's a word oh, i need to record that so yeah guys you've just got the backlog of it even though it sort of didn't make sense i hope you guys are getting a revelation from that because you know when you hit you say something you're like wow you know that was not from me that was you know like the lord speaking and you're like wow holy spirit there you go again with your words revelations and your nuggets and your wisdom nuggets the fruit loops <laughs> the fruit loops <laughs> they are these fruit loop words yeah because we're talking about fruit in this book called abide so they are relatable again how about that so yeah, people want to come back for some more wisdom nuggets that's what it's all about journeys with jesus in the episodes you know come be refreshed have a nugget for your day have some fruit loops for your day guys literally colorful revelations i hope you enjoyed the conversations i had with my friend tom he's a member of the church that i go to and yeah i invited him and he is one of the main examples he's related to this book but also we have to be very careful and vigilant on who we speak to. Sometimes we just have to be careful and use discernment on who we speak to and how we speak to them. So that we're not like getting in danger or something like that, you know, that we have to pray and ask God to protect us while we're wanting souls for him. You know, I'm just going to continue reading and then we might wrap up this episode. But I really hope you are enjoying. Yeah, please do. Um rate it um let me know how you th how, how you think this episode has been for you and how it's benefited you and see if god spoke to you it says what is this fruit that god wants us to bear it takes many forms so we spoke about winning others to christ and how like the scriptures talks about it about catching fish evangelism is about catching fish it is a great joy and privilege to lead others to christ this ministry is not the automatic result of memorizing verses or passing courses it is the result of allowing Christ's love to flow through you and bear fruit. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And hopefully continue on to the next episode and see what, where God takes us. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. John 15, 4. Another kind of spiritual fruit is practical holiness. Oh yeah, we, we read that as well, didn't we? Of life, but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap these holiness. 
and the result is eternal life. The theme of Romans 6 is victory over sin and the fruit of this victory is a holy life. Never think of holiness as a brittle kind of piety. Yep, because remember we looked up what piety meant, such as the Pharisees practiced. Holiness is nothing else but the beauty of and character of God displayed in our everyday lives. Holy living means more than victory over sin. It also means growth in character so that we become more like Jesus Christ. It has both negative and positive aspects. Let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfect in holiness out of reverence for God. 2 Corinthians 7.1 As we share the life of Christ, we share the character of Christ. Many people try to achieve holiness of life by means of some formula or religious discipline. Their system works for a time and then they experience failure and frustration. Holiness is to the inner man what health is to the outer man, and both of them are a byproduct of life. The person who eats properly, exercises, keeps clean, and gets the right amount of rest will usually enjoy good health. The Christian who abides in Christ and shares his life will produce the fruit of holiness. You cannot manufacture holiness. The Pharisees tried to do this and Jesus called them hypocrites. Holiness of life must come from within. It is the fruit that we bear because we are branches in the vine. A third kind of fruit. A third kind of fruit he enables us to bear is the sharing of what we possess. When Paul gathered a missionary offering from the Gentiles to the poor saints in Jerusalem, he called the offering fruit. Therefore, when I perform this and I have sealed to them this fruit, I shall go by the way of you to Spain. Romans 15:28. One of the characteristics of the early Christians was the, was the joyful sharing of their possessions. It was not communism. Communism? It was Christian compassion. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Acts 2, 44-45 God has not commanded us to follow their exact example, but he has encouraged us to share what we have with others. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? 1 John three seventeen. Giving to God and in his name to others is not something that we do. It is the result of what we are. When the branch is receiving life from the vine, it cannot help but give. It's like give love, you know, give your time, you know. The branch exists to give. For the branch giving and living are synonymous. To live is to give, to give is to live. The believer cannot selfishly hold on to whatever material blessings God gives him. If he is abiding in the vine, he cannot help but give. Amen. Christian character is a fourth kind of fruit, and it is described in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Who does not want to have these qualities in his life? How different life becomes when you produce the fruit of the Spirit. The world has substitutes for these Christian graces, but it cannot duplicate them. Certainly unsaved people enjoy love, but not that deep agape love, or agape love, that comes from the heart of God. We love because he first loved us in 1 John 4.19. The world manufactures entertainment and even happiness, but it cannot manufacture that deep joy that comes from Christ. You can purchase things to help you sleep, but you cannot purchase peace. 
All of these marvellous qualities are spiritual fruit that only the Holy Spirit can produce when we as branches are drawing upon the life of the vine. Wow, that's great to know because my dad, he struggles with sleep. Maybe he needs that peace in his life to help him fall asleep. Each of us wants to improve himself. There are weaknesses in our lives that we want to remove and there are strengths that we want to develop. How do we do it? By being branches in the vine. As the life of Christ comes in, we find old things passing away and the new things taking their place. And wow, that also answers what we were talking about earlier on about friendship losses. Old has passed away, the new has come. So God is always making new things in our life. Maybe he wants to strengthen us, take things away that probably no longer serve us. Christian character, the fruit of the spirit, cannot be manufactured in our own strength. Only the life of Christ can produce this fruit. So when it says, just as the face of nature takes on new beauty and power when the spring life comes in, so the Christian experiences new beauty when, and um, we spoke about that, about the delicacies of nature and the details of nature and how beautiful God's creation is within a flower within us, because obviously we made in the likeness of him. So obviously he sees that, you know, it's beautiful. Bearing fruit in every good work, Colossians 1.10 this is another kind of spiritual fruit that we bear as his branches we are not saved by our good works we are saved by grace through faith ephesians 2 8 but the result of salvation is always service it's like we've just gone onto another page literally and learned something new and also it's related to what we were mentioning earlier on can you see a little overlap here it's like we're peeling back the layers new 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 levels you know spirituality in Christ you know that he's given us another pair of glasses to see deeper in the roots you know in the soil yeah it's like we're digging it up and see another bit of root but actually let's close the root we don't want to expose the root you know because it's delicate in the imaginary garden <laughs> yeah but the result of salvation is always service in the same way let your light shine before others I said that just now my dad told me to turn on light so he can get up the stairs and I said light of the world <laughs> interesting but the result of salvation is always service. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I hope you're being glorified by what we're saying right now. In heaven, Matthew 5:16. The unsaved person cannot perform any good works. He is dead as far as things spiritual are concerned, but he can only do dead works, Hebrews 9:14. When the life of Christ moves in, the result is service. The result is service for God serving God, working for God, being fruitful in every good work. And the beautiful thing about these good works is that they are tailored made for each individual believer. We all have different things in the body, so you could be a hand, I could be a foot, and we're all made differently. Wouldn't it be a bit boring if we were all made the same, if we're all clones of another? That's why God made us different, to help build his kingdom in different parts of his kingdom, different parts of the world, that we all have different gifts, from the spirit that we can help serve one another and serve each other yeah for we are god's handiwork creating christ jesus to do good works which god prepared in advance for us to do ephesians 2 10 each christian has his own ministry to fulfill and no christian is competing with any other christian in the will of god some of the branches produce their good works through in their own homes the teacher the builder the doctor the city official the gardener and the printer God the Builder, like a spin-off of Bob the Builder. I was like, God the Builder, can you fix it? God the Builder, yes he can. My friend, she she wrote in the card, 
I like it looked like Jingo or something like I'm saying. I'm Jingo the building block, God's building block, with his cute little building blocks. If they are Christians, by accomplishing the good works he has planned for them, shall we close this in a little bit and then we can pray to end and hopefully that we can bear much fruit for the Lord and for his kingdom. But God can use you in any honourable calling to bring glory to his name. You can be fruitful in every good work and serve Jesus Christ. Amen. Right? Say amen. Praising and thanking God is another kind of fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of the lips that openly profess his name, Hebrews 13:15, the Old Testament worshipper brought the fruit of his field to a oh, for a sacrifice to God. The New Testament worshipper brings the fruit of his lips by our words we praise and glorify God. Some Christians find it difficult and embarrassing to witness and praise the Lord before others especially unbelievers now honestly it's that's relatable to me as well that's in our own strength we can never do this but as branches in the vine we can receive his life and bear the fruit of lips praising god then becomes a natural thing not a false thing and we do it joyfully and not with a feeling of guilt praise god but when our words are the fruit of our union with christ they are alive and exciting our witness has power to it. We do not need to be afraid or ashamed when it comes to sharing Christ with others. God will produce the fruit of lips and others will be able to eat it. Crunch, crunch. Enjoy. Munch, munch. It's like munch, bunch, isn't it? We're like the munch, bunch. I'm going to have to close it in a little bit, guys, because I know you. I don't want you guys to get too tired. Then these are some of the different kinds of fruit God wants us to bear in our lives. Witnessing and winning souls, holiness of life, character sharing, good works and praise and testimony. But our Lord also makes it clear that this fruit bearing is to be a continuous experience. Fruit, more fruit, much fruit, he says. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. How many times have we just said fruit in that sentence? As you and I, as branches continue to abide in Christ, we establish a deeper relationship with him. The hindrances that affect the fruit bearing are removed and he is able to do more in us and through us. The longer we abide in Christ, the better fitted we become to bear more fruit. I just got another thought. Have you ever seen the episode of the Care Bears where this tree was producing lots of apples and the, the Care Bears would just like keep... It was about sharing and caring but and also greed. But the, it was like this tree like ate like had delicious apples and I think... I don't know why I remember that, but like it was one of my favorite episodes as well of Care Bears. And I don't know if you guys remember it, but there was uh, this tree and it would always like have like apples ready to eat. And so the people would like have like an apple festival or something, or the people, the animals, or the Care Bears. There was this like character, like picked it and then ate another one and ate another one. And then all of a sudden, some more of the characters came to the tree and was like, oh, I've got to save some. I've got to save more before it runs out. And all of a sudden, all the characters like, I think the Holy Spirit reminded me of this, actually. I don't know why, but maybe he wants me to pull it in. But yeah, like all these characters were like picking the fruit off this tree until it died because it couldn't like bear much, much fruit left. It just withered. And it was dying and all the care bears were really upset because they basically took all the fruit and then they were like really really upset and i think the more of the story was that they either like said sorry for being greedy and a magical apple trees teaches care bears a lesson in sharing 
I'll definitely put this in the description. Oh, what was it? And they were like fighting. And they're like, oh, I want to save some for myself. And everyone was like rushing. The hindrances that affect the fruit bearing are removed and he is able to do more in us and through us. The longer we abide in Christ, the better fitted we become to bear more fruit. Now, second, the fruit that we bear has seed in it for more fruit. So we're planting more seeds. As others partake of this fruit, they also begin to bear fruit and this results in more fruit, much fruit. Oh yeah. This points up differences between results and fruit. It's possible to get results in our Christian service. Okay, well, there's a good bit here. So one second, guys. The following story has been told of both D.L. Moody and Sam Jones, the Methodist evangelist. No matter, the lesson is clear. The secret of living is fruit bearing. God did not create you and Christ did not die for you, for you that you might go through life getting. God created you and Christ purchased you that you might invest your life giving. If you refuse to bear fruit, you will miss the true meaning and glory of the Christian life. If you yield to Christ and permit his life to create his fruit through you, then you will really live. Are you willing to be a branch? Tell him that you are. Are you willing for his life to work in and through you? Then tell him. By an act of faith, yield yourself to Christ for the purpose of bearing fruit. For the purpose of fulfilling that wonderful plan God has for you and you alone. Praise God. I hope you learned something, guys. <laughs> My rambling as well. Just yeah and all these ideas and stuff that came into my head but anyway all the thoughts but yeah okay heavenly father thank you so much for bringing this topic alive and thank you for just letting us know your word and learn more about you and learn more about abiding in you and to share your fruit and know about your fruit and what it means to bear fruit in your kingdom and to share with others lord help us to stay remaining in you and that we don't remain like out of you and help us to to more people and bear more fruit and plant more seeds and and be a good gardener and and be a good christian and sister in christ or brother and sisters in christ that we can help peel build build and peel yeah build up one another and peel back the layers uh to know more about your word and learn and be, be more deeper with you in get more deeper in the soil in our relationship with you and may your will be done in all of this may this episode be so fruitful please send it to those who need it in jesus name amen good night guys and god bless you all and if it's not night time then have a good morning good afternoon and good evening in however time whatever time you're listening to this take care god bless see you in the next episode of journeys with jesus bye and stay fruitful my fruity loops.